Uh, good morning, everyone. My name's Josh, and I am the adult ministries pastor here at Renovation Church. Uh, we had to cancel our outdoor service today because of the rain, which is sad, but uh, we're all so glad you can be here for our, the first ever Facebook Live Renovation Church service. Uh, so welcome. Uh, go ahead and share this on your page if you'd like. Uh, gather around the TV, get your family, your coffee, and uh, let's uh, study the Word together. Um, this is going to be really great. Let me open with prayer. Father, we thank you for a chance to get some rain on our land, uh, and just that you are a God that takes care of us every day. Uh, we thank you for the ability to still come together virtually like this, uh, and to worship you, to learn about you, uh, to grow closer to you, and we ask that you would meet us uh, here today and to show us who you are. Uh, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, well, today, you guys, I want to tell you about a night I remember really well from when I was 13 years old. I was just a kid. It was a night like any other night. It was in the year 2000, late in the summer. I had just gotten onto our high school drum line. It was a dream of mine ever since I was a little kid. And we just had a full day of band practice, and I was exhausted. It was the good kind, you know, where you hang out with your friends all day, you ride your bike home, I ate way too much Taco Bell, I went to bed, top bunk, my little brother fast asleep, four feet below me. And I said the same prayer that I would say every night. I said, now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. And as I opened my eyes, I looked up at the blank white ceiling above me that was close enough to reach out and touch. And I don't know if it was all the tacos I had eaten or all the Mountain Dew I drank, but I was wide awake. I was wired. My brain was running, and I just started thinking and thinking. And I just prayed, so I started thinking, you know what? I pray all the time, but I've never heard God speak to me. And I wonder why that is. Because people say they can hear his voice. They've heard him speak. So why hasn't he spoken to me? And I thought, you know what? I just haven't asked. Maybe I just need to ask. So I closed my eyes again, and I started to pray again. And I said, God, speak to me. Uh, let me hear your voice. Give me some kind of sign that you're there and that you care for me and that you know what I should do with my life. And I imagined in my mind's eye how amazing it would be to have some bright white angel just appear through the roof in my bedroom and just fill the room up with his light and his hair would be just blowing in some wind and he'd be like so bright you could feel the heat coming off of him and he'd have a sword in one hand and a Bible in the other hand and I'd be terrified just shaking not knowing what to do because I've never seen this before. I'm just terrified. My brother would miss the whole thing fast asleep four feet below me, and I don't know what to do. And suddenly he speaks, and he says, Joshua, be not afraid. Thus says the Lord. And I opened my eyes right then, and I look up, and I swear what I saw. I opened my eyes, and I looked up, and I saw the blank white ceiling. It was just close enough to just reach up and touch. And the only voices I heard that night were from the movie my parents were watching in the room next door. Eventually, I just fell asleep. You know, wanting to hear something from God, something clear and obvious and undeniable is something that every human being wants at certain points in their lives. You know, God, tell me what to do. What college should I go to? Should I be with this person? What should I do with my life? Do you even care about me? Are you even real? Where are my car keys? 
Have you ever wanted that? I know I have plenty of times. You know, even people that don't believe in God, sometimes they just want God to tell them what to do. You know, what should I do? How should I live my life? Is everything going to be okay eventually? Having someone around uh, that can help you when, when things are unsure is a very good thing. And God says he's always with us, so it seems only normal to expect that he would speak to us, right? But how? So let me tell you what I have learned since I spent that night staring at the blank white ceiling. God does speak. There are three ways that we can hear God's voice. The first way is through the Holy Spirit. Who's the Holy Spirit? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. The Holy Spirit, simply put, is God. As Christians, we believe in the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit uh, is God moving mysteriously and powerfully in your life and in the world. When we talk about how God lives in our heart, that's the Holy Spirit we're talking about. 1 Corinthians 6 says that he lives in us and that we are his holy temple, the place he has chosen to be. When God does things in the world today, that's the Holy Spirit doing those things. Now, that night that I was praying, I was imagining some crazy experience. You know, maybe like Mary experienced when an angel came into her room to tell her she was going to have baby Jesus. But I think that a better example of what we typically might expect is what the prophet Elijah experienced in 1 Kings 19. You see, Elijah wanted to hear from God, so God told him to go up on this mountain and that God would meet him there. And when he got there up on the mountain, there was this great and powerful wind that tore the mountain apart and shattered rocks, but the Lord was not in that wind. And then there was this powerful earthquake that shook everything around him, but the Lord was not in that earthquake. And then there was an intense fire that burned bright and cast light on everything around him, but the Lord was not in that fire. And then after the fire, there was a quiet whisper, and that is where God was. When the Holy Spirit does this, when he speaks to us, when he guides us, It's more of like a feeling in your gut or a a quiet, gentle whisper in your heart or in your mind. Kind of like no matter how old you get, you can hear your parents' voice telling you things like, put your seatbelt on, go wash your hands, don't eat that yellow snow. Sometimes he guides us without words, but just with feelings, like peace about a situation or excitement about something in life or feeling bad about something that is wrong. We call that feeling convicted. He can even speak through our experiences, like through worship music or being in nature or being in pain or in sickness or even in silence. And over time, with help from our Christian friends, we can learn to recognize when the Holy Spirit is whispering and when it's just our own brains talking. Now, what does he whisper? Well, Jesus tells us in John 14 verse 26, that the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. So what he whispers to you will point you back to Jesus. 
He will never tell you something that would contradict Jesus. Through his whispers, he teaches us and reminds us of what Jesus said, how Jesus lived and wants us to live, how Jesus thought and teaches us to think. And the best way for you to get to know the Holy Spirit is to talk to him. And by that, I mean, I mean pray. You know, that's how you build a relationship with anyone, including the Holy Spirit. You, you wouldn't recognize his voice if you don't invest in that relationship. You have to talk with him. Just like our other personal relationships where you actually have to hang out with someone to get to know them. There's never going to be a true and lasting connection without the effort of meeting and communicating on a regular basis. In the book of James, it tells us, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So talk with him like a good friend. You know, just like a good friend, the key is not coming up with the right special words or something. The key is trust. And the key is honesty. And the key is enjoyment. You know, just like talking with good friends. Sometimes you talk. Sometimes you listen. And over time, you can recognize better and better what he's saying. However, there's something we got to keep in mind when we are talking about hearing God's voice. And that's that there is a danger to focusing only on sensing the Holy Spirit as God's voice. And that's because, for some reason, one of the things we seem to trust the most in our lives is our own personal, emotional experience. Those things we experience with our emotions seem to be the actually true things or the most real things. And that seems to cause us to think that this whispering is the only real way or the most important way that we hear God. So when people don't have some unique emotional experience where they can say, oh, I just felt like God was speaking right to me, well, well, then they don't think God has ever spoken to them. Just the other day, a dear friend of mine said, you know, I prayed and prayed that God would speak to me and guide me when I was young, but he just never did. And that is just not true. And this is really important. God speaks to us in two other ways that are just as important and powerful as what we experience of God in our own experiences, if not more so. In fact, they are the ways that we test when we think the Holy Spirit is speaking to us to see if, what, to see if it's true or if it's just our own brains talking. The first of those, this is the second way we hear God's voice, the first of those two other ways is that we can hear God through other Christians. Don't forget that he lives in them too, guiding them, teaching them, instructing them, reminding them of all that Jesus said. So why couldn't God speak to you through their words? You know, this can be kind of difficult because we think, well, who are you? You're just another person. You don't know me. But the Holy Spirit that lives in them does know you, even more than you know you. So we can hear him speaking to us through them. We can see his power working in them. And that's because the Holy Spirit speaks to people. Well, think of it like this. Have you ever seen a pastor on stage speaking and, and there's just a lot of people listening and through hearing a pastor speak on stage, people come to faith. You know, they begin to hear the Holy Spirit in their lives and they give their life to Christ because of what someone on stage said. That's because the Holy Spirit can use the words and experiences of another person to speak into their lives. So that means two things for us. One 
It means we need to have Christians in our lives that we trust and are practiced at listening to the Holy Spirit's whispers uh, and that they can recognize his voice. They can help us to figure out how God is guiding and leading us. The second thing it means is that as Christians, we need to be sharing what the Holy Spirit is doing in us so that others can hear about him and begin to recognize him in their own lives. Okay, are you ready for the third way? I bet you could guess if you think about it. The third way we hear from God, that we hear his voice, is through the Bible. You know, it might seem like too obvious of an answer, but if you want to know what God says to you, look at what the words he's written down. Last time I checked, you know, written communication counts as real, valid communication. To think otherwise would be like, you know, if my wife texted me and said, hey, can you do the dishes before I get home? And then I'd be like, gosh, I really want to make my wife happy, but I just wish she was here to tell me what to do. I don't know what to do. All I have is this lousy text message that says, do the dishes, but that doesn't count because it was written down, and now I'm so lost. And obviously, that doesn't work. You know, I, I know because I checked with my wife. I asked her. She said, no, that doesn't work. And it doesn't make sense, but we, we seem to, to apply the same thinking to the Bible. You know, we, we see what God teaches us in the Bible about how to live our lives, how to think. And then we say, gosh, if only he was here to tell me what to do, then I would know. You know, it's like the story of those people stuck on a desert island that pray for God to save them. And then a boat comes and they say, get on the boat, we'll take you home. And they say, no, no, God is going to save us. And then a helicopter comes and they say, hey, jump on the helicopter, we'll fly you home. And they say, no, God is going to save us, it's okay. And then they all starve to death. And when they meet God, they say, God, why didn't you save us? And he says, I sent you a boat and a helicopter. What more do you want? It's right there in front of you. Do you want to know what God has to say to you? It's right there in the Bible. Second Timothy, the book in the Bible, says that all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Through the hundreds of stories in the Bible, God shows us who he is so that we may be able to know how he wants us to live. So learn to read the Bible well. Download a reading plan that helps you keep reading it. Get a study Bible that helps you understand what you're reading. And talk to trusted Christians about what you read so that you can learn to hear God's voice speaking to you in it. Now, there's two really important things about hearing God's voice through the Bible. And that's that it acts as a filter and as a foundation for the first two ways that we hear God's voice. It's a filter because it helps us know when our own brains are just speaking to us or when our friends are simply wrong. God is not a liar. It says that in scripture. And so he will never contradict what he's already said in the Bible. And the second thing is that hearing God's voice in the Bible is the foundation for the first two ways that we hear God's voice because the Bible doesn't explicitly speak about every human experience that we might want God's help on. It never mentions if you should homeschool or not. It doesn't tell you how to use social media or what job you should do. But the better we know the Bible, the more sensitive we will be to his voice in our hearts on topics that we might face that are unique to our contemporary world. 
So you see, that night, after I had not seen an angel of the Lord or heard a, a, a big booming voice in my room, I didn't give up. I didn't think, oh, I guess God doesn't speak to us. No. I thought, well, I guess not tonight. But maybe at some point he will. He speaks. And it turns out he was always speaking to me. He's always speaking to you. If you want to hear from God, you want to hear his voice, you need to pray. You need to seek out strong Christians in your life. And you need to read that Bible. And when you, over time, you'll begin to hear him clearer and clearer, like he's right there by your side. And I pray that tonight, when you're in bed and you look up at the blank white ceiling above you, you realize how close God is to you. He's close enough to practically reach out and touch. Let's pray. God, I thank you for not being a God that is far away, uh, but instead you are so close to us. You're not a God that hides, but instead you are a God that seeks us out. And I know a lot of us have realized our desperate need to hear your voice, and I ask that you would help us to learn to recognize when you are speaking to us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.